Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, everybody. We are back uh, for our last day after show of the spring. Uh, we found a hermit in the mountains to come and join us today um, who has also happened to be the fantasy goose co-champion for this season. Hey, Brian, good to have you back. Hey guys, man, long time, long time. No see almost as long as your beard. Hey, singer. I got jokes. (laughs) I got jokes. How you guys doing? What's going on? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, I'm on a little bit of a, you know, I guess it's like a championship hangover. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I did a little celebrating last night and, uh, you know, just been kind of treating myself, you know, uh, properly after, 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 you know, what was a grueling, you know, long, long season. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it feels good to, to just be able to relax today, kind of bask in the glory a little bit. I've been getting a lot of messages from, from people all over. So, yeah, it's been great. When's the parade? I, I mean, that's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I, this, is, this is the type of thing that can make the local paper here. So uh, if I talk to the right people. It uh, could get in there. Local resident wins co-champion prestigious yeah ties records yeah co-championship well we heard you were sending in your picks uh by carrier pigeon from your wilderness retreat cave that you've been in uh all tour and so we're glad that those made it in uh and that you know we're keeping the championship in the pod family yeah yeah and that's important yes that that is very important we can't lose sight of that Um, we we cannot lose to other people and by we i mean you two and D, I mean. Oh yes, and D, <laughs> and even he's, Kev, and he's... especially Kev, <laughs> especially Kev. Well, we'll get to all that a little bit later in the episode, of course. Uh, before we get started and before we bring on our guest to talk about last night's show, 
a quick word from our sponsor, who is Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which is especially supportive when singing my heart out at a show. Use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. So, shall we bring on our guest and talk about the show? I, I think we probably should do that. All right. We have Mr. Ryan Legfold here today, the man with a beard that might be bigger than Brian's. I think it is. It's, uh, I don't know. It's less gray. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Mine's less gray. I got, I got a bit of gray in there too, but Brian's is all gray. Yeah, all right. too. <laughs> He's old, you know. Like, oh, <laughs> man. Well, all right, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm excellent, man. It's been a fun week or a few days, whatever it's been. I can't even tell anymore. <laughs> right. You're you're in New Orleans. You're having a good time. Saw a couple of shows. It's been fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It is, it is <laughs> that right. That's me. Yes. We have that Moby dedication yes. fame. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the vibe at the festival yesterday. You know, we heard from the guys from Gray Street Pod yesterday um, about what the vibe was like on day one. Uh, but was it any different yesterday? Did you find, uh, you know, with the different acts playing in the afternoon leading up to Goose? Um, I mean, I got there, I got there pretty early yesterday and it was, uh, I mean, it was the same vibe. Uh, it was, I really, really nice. The only bad, the only negative, I'll get that out of the way is this place is a long ways out of the way and not in a very nice neighborhood, but, uh, it's uh, like every Uber driver we had, had, were like, I was born and raised here and I've never came out here before. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, no, it was good. It was a real chill crowd. Like dancing on grass is you know highly underrated um the two stages are really close to each other so you could uh you know a lot of the a lot of the rail riders were just hanging up front at the main stage the whole time but you could still watch the other stage from there it was really nice uh yeah somebody uh god i, can't, I think his name was sam on twitter got, gave me a free vip so then we upgraded Ooh. my wife's and did the VIP thing yesterday, which was nice because we got a little bit of air condition and a little shade because uh, it was a uh, was pretty hot and sunny out there, especially for my pale northern ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How's the beer? Uh good, yeah, good. I had uh, tried a few different ones. Uh, they, had, I was surprised they actually had a lot of beers from other breweries in there too, not just their own beer. But mm. so it was a pretty wide selection. Food was really good. They had a bunch of food trucks. Uh, had some some char grilled oysters in the uh, VIP area. It was pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, can't Love complain. Uh, really good water station. That was very easy. Never a wait. Uh, nice and cold. Because they like I don't know. I heard something. They have like the world's largest potable water retention thing there that they use for the brewery. So there's just like, you know, they have these cans of water they're giving out to. It was pretty, pretty legit fest. Like once you're, once you're there and on site, it was really nice. I, I would highly recommend it to anyone. And the guy, the promoter said it's the only festival in the world that's on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. Which, yeah. We have a we have a great question uh, from the chat here. You know, you posted a picture with uh, Joel uh, from Umfreeze yesterday, uh, and people are wondering. But our, our other good friend Ryan Molnar is wondering: Do you consider getting a pick with Joel or being on the same pod as Jive the better accomplishment over the last twenty four hours? Ah, uh, that's a. Uh... Uh, that's pretty tough. Uh, maybe a tie. No, no. And we've done this before, so yeah. Wow, well, this, this yeah. is old. That news. is true. That is true. We've, we've, yeah. I mean, look. Uh, actually, Ryan and I go back. Um, I remember. I remember just chilling together. Oh man, what was that like? Twenty eighteen. When were those Dylan shows? Oh, that, I mean, it was it wasn't that far back. But, uh, yeah, we saw we saw yeah. some goose together, and uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, so it's definitely Joel. I, I mean, yeah. I say okay. Joel is I, then it's true. The answer is true. Right. Joel, Joel hasn't <laughs> ever won a fantasy goose championship. Though. That's the thing. Um, Jesse, I would just like to say the other day you weren't here, but Neil specifically wore a T-shirt <laughs> so you wouldn't be able to make this comment. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it, it happened. So. He did break the streak. Uh, it's been a one-show gap uh, yeah. since the last time I wore a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. What up, Jesse? <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let, let's talk about this show last night. Uh, you know, a bit of an interesting mix between very festival song selection uh, and some really solid jamming. Uh, so let's talk about the beginning of this first set here uh, before the sit-ins, if you will. The Cali Magic lead up, turn clouds. Ryan, take us through it. How is it feeling? Oh, it's feeling good. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kelly Magic, great opener, right? Uh, I really liked lead up in the second slot. I saw it in Chicago. I don't remember where it was, but it, it was. Uh, I, I really liked. Uh, really liked having that lead up there. It didn't feel like it was very long, but uh, they get right, right to the point on that song. Uh, that's definitely definitely one of my faves of the new ones. And turn clouds, you know, it's always great. Nothing crazy, but you yeah. know. It's good. Solid start to the first set, and you know, yeah, not a bad lead up that is possible. Like it, it's yeah. just it's a good it's song, man. Song. I really, yeah. I really like it. Yeah, and it just keeps getting better. Uh, and yeah, you know, I think playing this at the festival shows the band's confidence in this song. They know that this song is good, and they're going to keep playing it, which is awesome because we're going to see a lot of festivals soon. So. I really like lead up and I'm happy to know that they might be playing it at those festivals. Yes. For sure. It's a good spot for it. I think I think California Magic lead up, uh, maybe maybe go with something a little bit bigger, but I think lead up in the two spot uh, coming off of a nice a nice opening jam would be is is a good spot for it. All right. You learned how what to do nice in that cave. Wow. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next up, we get our first sit-in of the night uh, with No Rain. We had David Shaw on No Rain on the vocals. Um, kind of a rocky performance, uh, felt like, from the couch. You know, he came in a little early on the vocals. Um, didn't sound like super well-practiced. Um, but what, what did you think of it at the festival? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty awesome. He's, he's got a good voice. Uh, I'm not, like super familiar with the revivalists a little bit but um his set earlier in the day was really good uh, i was very impressed very he's a little more bluesy I, I don't know if that's how the revivalists are or not but uh 
I thought he, I thought he sang it really well. Uh, had a lot of energy. He's you know he's a New Orleans guy, so you could tell the the locals are excited to see him too. I think you know. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. But yeah, it, uh, it translated well in person. I think once he settled in, it was actually pretty good. I mean, he does a hell of a Shannon Hoon, but the the beginning was just so rough. It was confusing. Like he started way too early. Like I don't know if he could actually hear the instruments. And so it sounded like he was singing out of key because he was like kind of singing against the wrong chords. I don't know. It was, it was not good. It, it sounded yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. I didn't get, I guess I didn't catch that from there, but uh, I had heard other people say that who were at home. So. I feel like it'd be way more difficult to come on stage as a guest and sing than to come on and play. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like, it seems like, uh, it seems like you got a little bit more freedom if you're coming out with your guitar to kind of like ease your way in and things like that, coming out to sing lead vocals on something. And I mean, it's just on from the start. And so if, if shit's not dialed in, yeah, then, so then it could be a little awkward. I actually haven't listened to this, so I don't know what happened. But, <laughs> but, you should check it out. But yeah, it seems like that would be a little bit, a little bit, uh, you know, nerve wracking to come on and sing. Yeah, and this is not the first time this has happened. I can't remember the festival it was at, but the the house musician was a, a singer. Margot Price came, uh, at Sacred yeah, Rose last year. Yeah, yeah, Sacred Rose, and she came out hot too, singing way too early. So, you know, I guess it happens. It's got to be really hard. People, pe- people get excited. Uh, yeah, there there was some there was some on stage communication there, but then after that. They go into Thatch, and I mean, it's Thatch. They're playing it a lot, uh, you know, kind of expected it to pop up again last night after the short repeats uh, on night one of the festival. Uh, but, oh, it's, it's Thatch, and it fucks. Ryan? Yes, it's Thatch, and it fucks. <laughs> that song keeps getting better, too. Like, every time. I don't know. There's never a bad Thatch. Mm-hmm. There's not much more to say about Thatch than we've already said. I think the I'm, I'm segment to on hear... this podcast is yeah. always just like Thatch fucks and then we move on. Because um, <laughs> it's, you know, they don't really stand apart from each other. There are a couple. It's not a negative. Yeah, no, I, I love the song. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear Brian's thoughts, though. We, we haven't really heard him talk much about it. Yeah, I like Thatch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. I was, uh, yeah, you know, just looking at the set list, I... I kind of feel like Neil should have been out. Neil Francis should have been out. Uh, oh yeah. Thatch. I, I mean, I guess maybe even the horns too, but um, no. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves thatch. Um, it's, it's honestly the Ryman thatch is probably up there for me for most personal plays. Uh, if I could get that data from nugs, uh, you know, to back that up, I would, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a it's always a crusher. I mean, that's why they're playing it so much. You know what I mean? And and yeah. And I don't think, I mean, I d- nobody cares that they're playing it so much. You know, I mean, there's some other songs they're playing a lot that I mean, personally, I, I might have some questions about. But I mean, never with Thatch. You, n- nobody questions Thatch. Right. Yeah. I, I I have not seen a single complaint on the internet. I don't think about this song at all. You probably will now, but. Uh, right, I probably will that. now. Now that yeah, I've said it, I will. Yeah. But you know, it's there. Um, then they bring out Neil Francis and uh, the horn section, if you will. I didn't realize they they were called the horn section, um, but formerly from Turquoise, 
Um, did I pronounce that right? Good enough for me. I think okay. so. All right, I'll take it. Um, but for this hot tea, kind of started more like the album version, uh, you know, with the horn intro instead of the guitar. But man, this is this was awesome. Uh, you know, first of all, a lot more clav on it than normal because Peter played clav, uh, kind of like shoving in with Neil and the keyboard rig. Interesting that he decided not to play guitar uh, with a guest on keys, but I will never complain about clav. Um, their little keyboard duel was fun, and the horns, you know, ripped it up. Like this, this was like just so much fun and absolutely amazing. Uh, Ryan, what was this like in person? Oh yeah, man, it was probably probably the highlight of the night. Um, either that or fish in the sea, maybe. But uh, yeah, the horn section—they, I think they sat in with every band yesterday. They were like the kind of the artists uh, on the at artists large, at yeah. large kind of thing, you know. What's that? I'm sorry. You broke so, up. Yeah, artist at large. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were sitting in with everybody. Um, Neil and Peter looked like they were just having the time of their lives. Both of them were smiling. I mean, obviously, Peter Peter's always smiling, but right. Neil was having fun. There was a point where, you know, Neil was playing the organ and the vintage vibe while Peter was playing the clav and the key and his key, uh, piano. This was like four keyboards going at the same time. Uh, the horns were great. I lo- I'm I'm an old sax player, so I love horns. Uh, it was fun watching them. The trumpet player seemed to be in charge of the three of them, and he was giving them a lot of cues of when to just like hop in. Because you could, t- I don't think they had a lot of rehearsal, but they still sounded really good. You know. So so that made him the artist at large in charge. Ah, <laughs> oh uh, uh. um, I, I don't know if you you caught this there, Ryan, but the other cool thing that was happening is uh, Neil Francis was playing the organ with his left hand, and he was playing the vintage vibe with his right, and then Peter was hitting the Leslie switch as he was playing clap. the clap. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't um, even see that part. It was amazing. Like Peter, Peter just had to get that that tone just right on the Leslie. <laughs> He's just like, over there. At first, I thought he was like kind of. Slapping Neil Francis's hand away from the organ, I'm like, like don't fucking play my organ, man. Uh, but then you know, when we realized that he was actually just hitting that Leslie switch, which was yeah, pretty like, awesome. Yeah, Neil, this is what it sounds like when it's stuck in between fast and slow. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, did they? Uh, yeah, in the striped shirts. I mean, coordinated I and everything. Yeah, like a couple yeah, of man, matching over there playing their keys. <laughs> similar, similar color pant too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let me just say real quick. Um, yeah, I don't always love hot tea. Um, and in fact, I rarely, I rarely, I, I'm going to start with the, the, the bad first. Uh, you know, I, I, I rarely, I rarely go back and, and re listen to hot tea. I'm just going to say that, right? Um, I thought you were going to say you rarely enjoy but hot this, tea. This, uh, this is a really awesome version. I mean, obviously with the horns and, but, you know, the, the OG kind of style with the horns is, is so cool. Felt like a little bit down tempo, maybe, I don't know, but, um, and then with Neil and, and, and Peter doing their stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's, it really, it really, the, it just flows really well throughout, throughout all the changes and everybody taking their turns just really well, well done. And, and that's a, that's a really fun kind of dancey version that, you know, I might probably get some re-listens actually, which is, which is odd for, for a T for me. And then somebody said, somebody said uh, in the chat, you know, best, best Goose and ever, maybe. I don't know if that was a question. 
um, or true false. But that, but that, yeah. So that answer to that one's no. Um, but then Jesse, I think Jesse, the answer to that one is true. So yeah, I mean Grippo, especially the 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 Grippo flea. Uh, to me, that's that's where the bar is set. Um, this tea was was incredible, and I think I think a really solid guest appearance. Everybody was it. Everybody gelled. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just so, so, but it's it's fun, you know, and it's and it's well executed. The Grippo Flea is 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 an improvisational journey, um, you know, that's hugely successful. So anyway, I just wanted to address those comments. Yeah, um, you're, Bob, did 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 we forget about the tab horn fish in the sea? I mean, are we just discrediting that as a horn sit in? It's just not as good. No, but it's no. It's not uh, as yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah, I would I would say your your point about them gelling really well is really good because there is no way they had a ton of time to practice this. You know, like I, I don't know how far in advance they decided on the sit in or what song they'd be playing. I'm sure it was far enough back that uh, Neil and the horns could listen to hot tea and get kind of familiar with it because it didn't sound like they were struggling with any of the changes or the licks or anything. Um, but rehearsing it together as a band, um, you know, obviously they didn't do it at soundcheck because we would have had leaks all over the internet of they just sound checked uh hot tea with horns and neil francis huh? like you know so um it's really cool to hear that they probably like ran it backstage like partially right and and it sounded that good uh yesterday in front of an audience so i i'm like absolutely loved it I mean, those horns showed up prepared. Those guys were really, really yeah, good. professionals. That, yeah. that one saxophone player um, was the Barry or the tenor. Uh, the tenor was just outrageously yeah. good. It was like he'd been playing hot tea his whole life. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so fucking good. Uh, and you know, those guys killed it all day long. I caught the Eggy yeah. set that was before Goose, and they played. They came out for to studio with them, and it was awesome there too i loved it so i mean those guys were killing it all day long my only kind of the only bummer is that i feel like neil francis like didn't want to step on peter and i wanted him to so bad like, i just <laughs> yeah. wanted him to go up on the man <laughs> yeah just, like, just do it man like okay. but he didn't you know he kind of took a back seat out of all the people who took a solo in that one he seemed kind of the most muted out of everybody uh, or most reserved i guess is the best word well i'm hoping Neil Francis sits in again at some point because I would love to see that happen. Big Neil Francis fan. Me too. Hard not to be. I just, I'm just a big Neil fan in general. I mean, how can you not be fans of people who spell their name the correct way? People named Neil who spell their name the correct way. There's only a few of us and all of them are great to say. There we go. Oh, what was the, uh, I forgot to ask earlier. What was the show gap on that lead up? <laughs> oh, we're not doing this. We can do this on the tour <laughs> recap episode once we're two and Sorry. a half hours in. Um, I didn't mean to touch a nerve. I just we're not doing this. On, a, we're not being on short rest. I purposely didn't want to bring it up because I purposely do not want to get into another argument. So what, one about show it. gap. So we are oh, not one show gap. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, uh, let's talk about set break. What was the vibe like at set break? You know, going into the last set of the festival, um, were people talking about you know their plans for later in the night or the rest of the week, or were people just focused on what are we getting for set two? 
Sorry, my connection's bad, but I think you're asking about set break. I <laughs> but am. Yeah, um, I was. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I went. Uh, I went to the VIP bathrooms at set break, which was really nice. Got a blast of air conditioning, indoor indoor nice. bathrooms. I know Neil wants to hear about the bathrooms. Um, I do have a the toilet I went to had a leaky pipe and a bucket catching all the water coming out of it, um, but. They were nice and clean and smelled good. Uh, the Porta Johns had a very long line, uh, but uh, my wife said they smelled like cinnamon the first day. So I guess <laughs> that's kind of cool. I I think I only went once the first day, so I, I don't really remember. But uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, it, it, like I like I said, it was a real chill crowd. So it was like easy to walk out go get some water get get a get a drink whatever you know there it was very convenient and then also very easy to get back to your spot it was it was super chill most chill crowd i've been around for a while but then again not everyone was there for goose you know which right. uh, was obvious because there were a few more chompers than usual but not too bad well, th thank you, Tyler, for letting us know. Uh, the Borfs for night one are up on Bandcamp, which means night two will probably be following shortly. I'm excited to go revisit that tumble uh, when we when we hop off here uh, after we're done. Um, but all right, let's uh, let's talk about this second set here. Let's start off with this hunger site, uh, the improvisational centerpiece of the night. Uh, you know, we we hunger site is kind of settling into kind of this, you know, this Rosewood like jam structure where we have the first jam and we have the second jam. So the first part is like this blazing, driving, hot guitar solo that is just like awesome. And then the second jam, they go elsewhere. Um, last night, you know, as it's been the last few, got into this really beautiful major key space uh, for a few minutes. Really nice jam, um, you know, and Last few hunger sites have been great. Uh, I think it's been it's been jamming very very well this tour. Uh, but Ryan, what did you think of it? Yeah, it was uh, good. How uh, do you know how do you know how long it was? I'm just curious. Like, mm, sorry, my connection is so bad. I can't hear you. It's okay. I think it, I think it was twenty or so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I was pretty locked in at this point. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure I've had enough time to reflect, but uh, in the moment, it was pretty amazing. I know when it was over, I asked my wife if, because we were at Chicago too, which probably is the goat hunger site. I don't know. Uh, and uh, I was like, God, I wonder if we just saw like the two best hunger sites. It felt it felt like at the moment, but well, that might be a, that might be a hasty rank too. Don't, don't insult Brian's beloved Philly hunger site like it's that okay he really might he might get a little bit defensive yeah i mean it's okay <laughs> it, it is it's totally okay we are all entitled to our opinions <laughs> oh i think he was saying that the philly hunger site is okay like not that it's okay to have opinions yeah oh yeah no if that's his opinion then it's okay <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's no salt shed hunger site that's that's all i know well, Brian, yeah, probably not, but it was good. It was yeah. really yeah. good. And it kind of did that thing that I think happens in festival sets sometime when they're really cooking and they're just like, all right, time to finish. And it felt like a really abrupt ending. It was kind of a bummer, but it was still really good. Yeah. Awesome. Brian, you got any thoughts on it? 
so I actually I haven't made it all the way through uh, the entire show. I did listen. I did start the hunger site. Uh, I'm I'm in catch up mode right now. My apologies. I haven't heard anything from night one. Um, so I know there's a couple things that I'm that I'm excited to check out there. Um, but yeah, you know, look, here's what I'll say. Um, hunger site is I kind of feel like it's becoming one of their just go to, you know, uh, big songs. Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot more hunger site than we are, uh, especially especially in the kind of the, the set to opener slot, you know um prop shit probably twice as many hunger sites opening up set twos than wisteria so far this year so um you know and that's great you know because that means they love to play it um and obviously Which they're at, yeah and, and they're taking them the, you know it feels like every hunger site is is a minimum of 18 or 19 minutes right um so yeah so they're having fun with it taking it out there every time so yeah i love it i mean i just think it's it's a fantastic song so you know it's it's like this idea. It's like it's like the idea that Rick was just talking about in the in this guitar player interview that just came out, um, where he's talking about like, you know, the improvisational element to a song or the jam, you know, if you will, is is really and it's a way to extend a, a song that you like. You know what I mean? And 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 a way to to accompany that song or you know augment that song with with all that stuff. So. So yeah, so I mean, the, all, put all those things together, and and yeah, they they love it. The crowd loves it. The fans love it. So yeah, keep keep hammering it down in that in that set two opener slot. Um, and yeah, keep bringing the big jams with it. Um, not uh, now, not they're not. I, I kind of feel like you know, if I had if I had to take my you know take some of those accolades down a notch, you know, I would say that if you, you had know, to, it's, it's it's not it's not quite like slugging percentage wise, you know, I wouldn't say it's, it's up there with, with, with a few other things, but, um, but that, that's no big deal. You know what I mean? So yeah, love it, love it there. And then yeah, feel it now. So obviously lead up and feel it now. Great songs. Yeah. So lead up and feel it now coming together a lot um, in shows. Um, Yeah. Both two really awesome new songs. And yeah, the, I kind of, I kind of, I thought this might be coming. Um, it was actually one of my late, one of my late pulls from my list, which ended up kind of fucking me a little bit, but could have made the difference. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but again, yeah, you just like a lot of confidence in these new songs. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah. And you know, feel it now is that firmly entrenched in that like second set banger slot. It's so good. It's always in the second set now, which is just awesome. You know? Yeah, and poor not alone makes me sad. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, Ryan, what what did you think of feel it now? Is the crowd digging it? Were they feeling? Oh it? yeah, man, loved it. It's a, I mean, that's a real good uh, dancer, you know. I mean, it definitely got the energy going. Uh, my wife and I uh, love that song. We were dancing, dancing hard. Love loved it. it. Vibe, love vibes it. were high in my area for sure. Awesome, awesome, nice. and then. Then we get Fish in the Sea with Horns, uh, you know, second version of this with Horns. Really excited to see this pop up finally. I think it was on a set list or two and got sound checked uh, earlier in the tour, like a couple of shows ago, um, and didn't make it in. So happy to see this one show up and with Horns. Um, and once again, yes, you guys mentioned like really, really well practiced uh, the horn parts. Like they were they were ready for this song, um, which is awesome because 
you know, I don't know how, I don't know how big Fat Freddy's drop is or how well known this song would be to a horn section. Um, and so hearing how well prepared they were to play it um, and just like ripping uh, along with the band, um, th- this was an awesome version. Uh, but Ryan, what was this like in person? Yeah, lo- I loved it. Uh, I don't know if you saw that written set list, but it said uh, it said Mr. Action and then uh, like question marks, fish, so maybe fish like, in the sea. So like, if, I think if they were ready. Yeah, I think so. I think that was kind of like if you want to do it and think you can, we'll do it. Otherwise we'll play Mr. Action instead. But I'm really glad we got that. Uh, I love fish in the sea. I love horns. Uh, one of my, I mean, one of my favorite songs from last year was definitely the fish in the sea with the tab horns. And uh, also my wife, one of my wife's personal favorites. She's, she's not the biggest Trey fan. So that was her favorite uh, thing from the tab tour by uh, mm. miles. So, uh, she was super excited, which also made me excited. <laughs> Brian, would you say you wished that the horns had been a little bit less prepared to pay, play fish in the sea last night? Well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> if uh, I kind of feel like if hot tea would have been a train wreck, then maybe <laughs> they don't come out for fish in the sea. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you win some, you lose some, uh, you know, I just I worry about the crew a little you bit. You know some. what I mean? Because because it's like, you know, I mean, it's like a it's like the love your love song. It's like it's like if you know the band's like you know girl you know it's like Rick's what if Rick's girlfriend came to the show and he wrote this song about her and then he puts it on the set list but then doesn't play it. You know what I mean? Like I feel I just don't want to, I don't want anybody's feelings to be hurt. You know what I mean? So <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of feel like they should have they should have dropped Mr. Action in there anyway you know what i mean or the drip field i would have been another way to i think thank everybody um for the great <laughs> yeah, job thank you did, you know this tour you know what i mean because it's 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 a grueling tour you know what I mean? i'm talking about the crew um you know a lot of work goes into that stuff so um i just wanted to give them a shout out since they didn't get their their mr action and they the, did the get pro- a shout out though too. and they got a little you. bit of a shout out yeah but i mean you don't want to, you just hate to see that get on the written set list and then pulled like that. You know what I mean? So mm. hopefully they're all, they're all feeling all right today. And, and you would feel this way, even if Mr. Action wasn't your one pointer last night. I mean, I just, you know, yeah, yeah. I would, I totally would. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I know, yeah, I've, you know, I feel like some of these crew members are almost like, like friends to me, you know what I mean? So, um, so again, it's more just about, you know, I just, I just worry about other people's feelings, you know, that's all. We have fun on this podcast. Neil, what did you think of the fish in the sea? I mean, it's fish in the sea. It's great. And then you add horns and it's awesome. And they did a really, really good job. So I, there's not much more to say. And it's uh, it's an awesome song. Awesome. And then we get Silver Rising uh, and Empress to close out the show. You know, there was a big moment of truth uh, at the end of Silver Rising while we waited for the last song. We were all keeping an eye on the fantasy scores, uh, you know, checking to see if it was going to be a tie or if if uh, you know if Brian was going to win, uh, and we needed no coordination in our group chat because uh, we thought he was still at pickleball to immediately get all excited uh, and tell him that they played Mister Action. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we were dismayed to learn that he had made it home and had turned on the stream. <laughs> yeah, see, that would have been mean. See, like talking about people's feelings, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Neil, people want to know. 
your Empress oh, thoughts. What, what did I think of Empress? I, I thought it was going to be Madavon. That's what I thought. And then it was Empress <laughs> and I was sad. Uh, but, no. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. What did you I, think, Ryan, of these last two? Oh, man. Well, yeah, I guess I wasn't expecting either of those, really. Uh, but Silver Rising's a great song. Again, kind of the same every time, but that's that's cool. Good song for a lot of a lot of the new people, you know. Uh, and Empress is a great way to end it. I mean, it's super upbeat. Everyone's clapping, jumping up and down. I I think it, you know, maybe maybe isn't my wouldn't have been my choice personally, but I think it was a really good choice for the crowd and and everything. Uh, what what, what was your set, what would have been your choice right with, there? No, I don't know. Maybe Madhavan or Arcadia, you know. I mean, for me, but, you know, I think it was the right choice. Dripfield for Brian. Sure. Mr. Action, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting about Silver Rising is they actually do drop that in festival sets, um, you know, almost always. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if things, if if last night wasn't the last night of of fantasy, because I probably would have thought a lot a lot harder on having something like silver rising in there because yeah, they, they love to play that in these types of situations. So, um, well, well, night one did not feel anything like a festival set at all to me. Like it just felt like a regular goose set. It did not seem like your standard festival set. Uh, not that night two was, it was just different, but you know, so I was, I was thinking of it much more in lines of just a normal goose show. Yeah, I but thought night two was way ins. more. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. No, I did all the sit-ins kind of threw a wrench in everything, I think, too, for mm-hmm. predictability. Right. Not that it's that predictable, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Night night one d- didn't strike me as a festival set uh much at all, but I thought I thought last night did. Um yeah. But yeah, some of that goes into kind of like that's almost more. I I feel like last night is more of the almost more of a tour closer than San Diego was. Um, but Definitely. those were both. So those were both a little bit tour closeyish. Uh, but then they're both also a little bit festyish too. You know that San Diego I think was was a little bit of a festy kind of atmosphere as well. So um, yeah. So yeah, interesting way to. To, to and they, they they've done this before too, like with with Austin City Limits last year, right? Where it's like I don't know, somewhere somewhere else in Texas was kind of like the tour closer, Dallas. but yeah, but it didn't really feel like a tour closer. So sometimes the, they have these long tours, and then the way they end, it's like ah, you're not getting that big exclamation point opportunity. You, you end up in some and like these last three shows where um, you know certainly good shows or whatever, but you know what I mean. You don't get that tour closer kind of mentality it feels like mm. interesting point yeah i'm curious to see also how they approach they have a couple other two set festival appearances coming up you know summer camp uh is two sets for them as well um so and, oh and so is peach so i'm curious to see how they approach those as opposed to you know their one set festival appearances that they also have a ton of coming up uh you know if we're gonna see something more like night one where it still feels like a goose show because it's two sets and not like they're trying to cram a bunch of things into one set. Right. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's still going to be way more on the kind of banger heavy side, especially for those bigger jam band festivals. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't think you'll see even what we saw the last couple nights. I think I mean, last year there was a 28 minute arrow. So 
So there you go. Yeah, I'm not saying no jams, but yeah, I mean, 20, 20 minute arrow. Yeah, yeah, we all remember that. Um, pretty good yeah. tumble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Oh, it's man. good. It's good. Well, Ryan, I also we we want to hear uh, about the. You went to the Days Between band late night uh, after the show last night. You know, Rick and Peter sitting in on a bunch of tunes. Uh, want to hear about that? What was that like? Well, that was phenomenal, man. That was the highlight of the trip so far. Uh, probably gonna be tough to beat. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never been down here, so like, you know, uh, it was just like classic New Orleans kind of a vibe. Just Tip Tipitinas is a cool venue. It was definitely packed, hot, sweaty. Um, you know, it started off with uh, Tony Hall on bass, and no, no Rick and Peter at first. Um, Jen doing some singing, some trumpet. Um, Ryan, is it? It's Ryan, the sax player from Lettuce, right? I think. Anyway, yeah, yeah. You would think I was I Ryan's would know. I know that yeah. Nigel Hall <laughs> plays keys and Adam Dyche plays drums. That's that's all I know. Yeah. How yeah, do you yeah. how do you even have a lettuce podcast without knowing all their names? <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. So it was, it was all those guys, Krasno on guitar. Those guys started out, and then uh, then George Porter came up and played played bass. Tony Hall moved over to rhythm guitar. Mm. and uh you know a lot of funk um god i wish i could remember more of the songs but uh they you know it was very very funky set and then uh you know rick and peter came out and they played uh you know at, at first um peter peter was kind of snuggled up with neville on the keys there and uh then he moved over to rhythm and then he uh went back to the keys so peter kind of kind of moved around a little bit and uh like they played don't do it uh they had a there was a really awesome uh ramble on where jen and tony hall were singing and jen just killed it um that woman can sing uh they played I saw dazed and confused with tab once it was awesome nice nice yeah what else did they play i know they closed with love light there was a use me in there. So yes. Rick, Rick sang on like use me, Rick sang on love light, you know, it, it was maker. just like, yeah, the maker. That was good. Rick had a really nice uh, little solo in there. My phone was completely dead or I would have tried to take a few videos, but like I literally, it was dead done for. I got a couple pictures and that was about it, but yeah, I was super fun, man. What, a, what a cool vibe. Plus, uh, you know, hung out with a bunch of goose people, Bree and Noah and Lucas and uh, Leslie, her husband, Josh. I don't know. A bunch of a bunch of us were all uh, we're all hanging together. So that was that was a lot of fun sharing nice. sharing a little dance space in a very tight room. Love it. <laughs> but we have a question. It was just a blast. Was Dreams Almond or Fleetwood? Uh Almond? You say that with a question mark? Yeah, were you there? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. I mean, it wasn't Fleetwood, so if it, if it was played, it was Allman. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. All right. Well, you guys got any? Oh, we. I mean, we have to do our fantasy goose proper wrap up. Brian, would you like to lead that? Oh my gosh. 
Oh, yeah. I got nothing yeah, prepared I've, except I've, these I've, four pages. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so listen, uh, I feel like we have to start with a shout out to Chris Newcomb. Uh, yeah, yeah, big round of applause. Uh, great job by him. And because, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked a little about this earlier, but yeah, in the in the Fantasy Goose Tour era, um, I believe this is the this is the eighth tour. Although Taboos, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how that one snuck in there as a tour, but um, <laughs> so out of those eight tours, uh, Chris is the first non AAT uh, winner. So um, co-winner, of course, in this case, uh, but champion nonetheless. You know what I mean? Like a champion's a champion. I think we all agree. Uh, Your name yeah, is so- first on the standings list. So, uh... so yeah, I I don't know. I I. I I, th- I think you just have to look at the at the data, and it goes further than just total points. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, co-champions for life. Uh, so yeah, yeah, great job. And, and as for a matter of fact, I think Chris. Tour. I think I think Chris actually had the lead for a show or two at one point, kind of midway through the tour. Um, so yeah, so I mean, he was up there, you know, just competing throughout the whole tour. Um, kind of maybe even fell off a little bit, and then just. I mean, he just smoked it the last. Yeah, know, I was gonna last, say you had like yeah, a twenty point so. lead at one point, didn't you? Like you kind of blew it. I don't think it was twenty points. Uh, you had you had but, a lead, uh, but anyway, yeah. So otherwise, uh, previously Neil D and my and myself, you know, all Potters were, um, you know, kind of had all those trophies. So so great job by Chris, and we knew this. We knew that was going to happen. I mean, there's so many players out there, some really good players. Um, and not just this tour, but tour after tour, lots more people getting involved and it's just fun. I mean, everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Kevin has the most fun. Obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So, so it, just a really fun, a really fun tour again. Um, you know, I'll be looking forward to, to defending, you know, the title again. Um, and yeah, just see how, how competitive it continues to be. Cause even, historically good players some historically good players i mean performed you know lower than they ever have i'm not gonna name names or anything but I, don't <laughs> mean, I, don't, I don't wanna like do that you know that's not my shout style. out to lenny yeah, yeah so you, you may not have seen this on mastodon but uh i did post kind of my my retirement message last night yeah, retirement so, okay so you know like mike tyson at the end of his career when he lost to kevin mcbride they interviewed him and he said i won't disrespect this sport any longer by losing to this type of player so so are you talking about that, all 12 that finished above you or are you singling no, me out just right <laughs> just ryan storm really uh just just ryan, ryan, i beat you storm. i beat you on a whole bunch of tours now Neil. you have never uh you've never beat i beat me. you last be fall thing. actually untrue uh i refuse to believe it <laughs> the data but in any lie. case uh yeah man i did really bad this season and i'm thinking back to why that is the case and i honestly don't have an explanation because Might i did the be same the... exact strategy i always do well the band um, is... and i did hit like a well, dozen more songs than ryan somehow and what? still lost no you them. didn't uh, a dozen in any case i think i think you, you know, i think you, you just hit, hit one it, more song I... than me so i think you you just hit the nail on the head when you said you know you, you know you don't know what happened you, you're using the same strategy i mean 
I think the greatest players evolve their strategies over time. As oh my god, as because look, the hey, no, but seriously, let, hear me out. The repertoire changes. I love this podcast. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make different moves. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta survey the landscape of you know gappers. You know, it's you know, there's a lot of ways to look at gaps for instance you know what i mean so that's yeah. one show two show <laughs> who knows yeah so yeah so sometimes you just got to update the spreadsheet a little bit um and maybe just your your mental approach and your preparedness and things like that mm-hmm. uh maybe you were a little distracted uh maybe you felt more pressure i don't know um, you know what kidding aside it was like the first five shows of the year i just did terrible and i never recovered ever sometimes it happens Same. i'd like to I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Garrett uh, Vickers and Jeff, who I uh, leapfrogged over because of Empress last night uh, under the wire to make my way into the top five. So um, you're giving them a shout? I'm you... giving them a shout out uh, for okay. you know letting me leapfrog them uh, to to get. It, to it was a poorly disguised pat on his own back. Uh, yes, which you know which there, Ryan there wasn't much does of pretty much every and show. Neil, don't don't pretend that when you like if you win that you don't also pat yourself on the back extensively because you do and that's I'm a humble fun. humble winner. No, you're and not. That's all I've ever been. No, you were not. You're in thirteenth now. Enjoy thirteenth. Yeah. Well, we'll see yeah. what happens next I, season. Yeah. I think the yeah, only way I, to get a pat on the back on this pod is to give it to yourself because you guys are giving it true. a pat on the back. It's true. <laughs> Oh, it seems that yeah welcome to my world with these <laughs> you know all the congratulatory messages i got uh you know none, nothing from these guys you know what i mean what about? <laughs> kev we were congratulating you, you know kev uh you know sent me a nice message um uh, just telling me how much he appreciates uh kev just the effort that i put a- in and uh you know how much he's learned from me kind of over get the you years a and, vinyl for your win yeah I, I hope so. Um, he's probably got, you know, four of each. He does uh, have four of each. <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, this has been a very fun episode. Thanks, guys. Uh, we are looking forward to enjoying these few weeks off uh, before festival season starts up in earnest uh, with summer camp at the end of the month. Uh, of course, we will have a very, very, very long uh, to a recap episode for you coming out uh, before summer camp, of course. Uh, there with more, are... with more, we'll take a deeper dive into the into the fantasy goose. Oh yes, oh you can be sure of that. Um, and the numbers, and, and we have like Neil and Ryan. Shows we'll, to talk we'll, about. we'll get their data together, um, and we'll we'll settle that we'll settle that disagreement. Oh boy, it's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Fifteen shows or something to talk about, which means it's going to be like seven hours long. Uh, yeah. So looks like that. It's gonna even be the even the jams alone from from this tour, I think, are gonna are gonna fill a pod. I mean, it's uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of really great stuff. I'm excited to talk about that stuff actually because I haven't been on any of the day after shows this tour, so uh, I've been saving up all these all these thoughts and and taking notes and yeah, just ready to ready to dive into that with you guys. Yeah, my playlist is 16 hours right now. How many longer. tracks? uh oh boy i don't know i don't know off the top of my head i have 40 something something on mine right now yeah and i heard a rumor that there might be the return of all five aat hosts in one episode um which we haven't had in a few months um so 
it's going to be I'm, a eight, good I'm at 18 and a half hours on mine but i've got a, a there's it's uh it's there's a lot of You're songs still on a being held there right here. now yeah they're gonna they're, i need to clean it up a little bit but uh you know i like having those you know even even though a jam might not make the top 64 and i don't want to we don't want to digress too much on this but eh, i like to keep it on there though because i, I you know i still want to revisit that and i like having that that one place to go for all that stuff so i don't know right. I might, I might just let it keep growing. When you, when you get to Brian's age, it's hard to go and find jams in other places. Like it's so, really hard. You know, you yeah, have to put it in one playlist. So yeah, oh, yeah. things happen. Well, Ryan, thank you so much uh, for being on again today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you once again. Uh, of course, go enjoy the rest of your time in New Orleans. Have a great time. Thank you. Don't let the city. Thanks for win. having me. Yeah, well, yeah, great to see you again. Great to see you again, Ryan. Uh, enjoy the rest you of your too. trip. You too. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats on your co-championship. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and yeah. thank you to all of you uh, for tuning in to these day after shows for this, this very long spring tour. It's been a lot of fun doing these every day. Um, you know, we've had some amazing guests. We've had some amazing episodes. There's a lot uh, to talk about, and I can't wait to revisit it all soon. Uh, of course, as always, let us know your favorite parts of last night's show and what you, uh, your big takeaways from the tour, I guess. Uh, start thinking about those for our mail sack, which, uh, of course, we will post about next week before we record the pod. So keep a lookout for that. I'll, uh, po- I'll, post, it on, I'll post it on Mastodon. Um uh, there's a couple people over there. I don't know if either of them are going to have Drops a there, there question, but, but uh... yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that's all for today's episode of day after show. Thank you all so much. And we will see you in a few weeks. Hi, this is Henry K host of the number one music history podcast. Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.